And we are back with another Black With No Cream podcast. Brrr, new episode every single Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Realverse World. And this is episode 22. On today's interview, we have Daniel Prokopchek, personal photographer for the most talented guitar player and performers on earth, John fucking Mayer. Daniel literally just got off tour this entire past year. He's been on tour with John and has quite the story on how he got this opportunity to travel all over the world. Daniel started at the bottom and worked his way up the ladder by having consistent hustle and investing all of his energy into what he's doing. His editorial photography skills are next level, which is a hard skill to master. This dude is a beast. If you have a desire to make it in whatever your career choice is, Daniel's story should have no problem motivating you to get up off your ass and fuck shit up. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, you're probably wondering what does Black Window Cream stand for? Black Window Cream is a private content creator group fueled by caffeine, or at least I take my coffee Black Window Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We are a private group on Facebook open to creators of all kinds, aka if you make videos, if you're a photographer, if you do marketing, management, editing, dancing, etc, 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 all creators are welcome. Our private group has been growing rapidly. We have a shit ton of members working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth and you can join our group if you want to by going to bwnc.com join we would love to fucking have you please join if you're interested in supporting black with no cream just go to bwnc.com merch we have hats and stickers and pins and all that shit's available there i appreciate anyone who picks up the merch and if you don't got merch money and all that shit just go share the podcast with people just share it with people subscribe share subscribe share i appreciate you all right, that's it. Uh, I'll keep this short. Enjoy the work week. Keep creating. Make sure to tune in to every single Sunday for a new Black Window Cream podcast episode. And without further ado, I bring to you my interview with Daniel and the most epic podcast intro ever created right motherfucking now. Attention. If you stop this podcast recording at any time, you will die. I don't want to die. Do you want to live? Yeah. You have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or you will die. I'm kidding. You won't die. You're just weak shit for not sharing. And the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to... Goes to... Black with no cream. What do you think? It's so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty. I knew you would say that. Alright, we are back with another Black with no cream podcast. Daniel Pro Cop Check. <laughs> You got it. Is that how it is? That's it. Per cop check. That's it. Per God damn. Everyone, it's like a running joke in this Black Window Cream community that I, every time everyone ever asks a question, I botched last names. Last names are very hard. This is a tough one. Daniel's Daniel's easy to remember. Um, that's, that's the layup. Yeah. Anyway, I got Daniel in the building. Um, amazing photographer. You are fucking a beast, dog. I've been following your shit. Thanks, I, man. I don't know when we connected. It was through Instagram. It's been a while. I think yeah. like two or three years. It's, I've been following your account for a long yeah. fucking time. And it's you've been just been like murdering shit and i thought it was important i've had i when i started this podcast i had like a hit list and i have just daniel on there so it's just <laughs> makes that, it easy which yeah. i also put in the group that you have the fucking instagram account <laughs> at daniel which i'm like all right it who, helps who the yeah. fuck gave him that shit <laughs> um but you guys i i talk about in the intro of this podcast and like explain a lot of your credits but just if you want to summarize like kind of your career in a nutshell you you're currently just finishing a tour with john mayer yep and prior to that like what is what's what do you do teaches? so you know i can start off with like the f- going to college the yeah. first thing i did i was did business and graphic design so i didn't do anything photography 
I was doing video stuff and doing photo stuff on the side and really wasn't focused on it. Mm. Um, it's funny. I played lacrosse in college Ooh. and I ended up tearing my ACL. So between that, I was like, what do I do? What, like, what's like, you know, I was playing lacrosse. I was like, I thought this was like the cool thing to do. And yeah. then tear my ACL. I'm like, now what, what's next? So I turned to photography and was like, this is what I want to do. I love music. How do I figure out what to do with this? Like, yeah. how do I go pursue music and photography? So funny enough, I watched the John Mayer, where the light is DVD. And okay. the director, this guy, Danny Clinch, who's probably one of the most famous, you know, rock and roll photographers. He shot Tupac, Nas, all the early hip hop guys. And then now does like Bruce Springsteen and Neil Young and Willie Nelson, right. and all these guys. He, um, he directed it. And I was like, this is incredible. I want to know how that guy got to that point. So I looked him up, tried to figure out like what, what his path was. His photography was incredible. And I emailed them for an internship. I was like, hey. I'm new to photography. I've done video before. Do you have open internships? And they got back to me. I showed up in a, a full suit in a photo studio. And they're like, "Go, like, cool, great, you're hired. Wait, what the fuck? Okay, so hold yeah. on. Hold up. <laughs> so you basically just found, you're, you're talking, you emailed John Mayer's camp or you emailed Sorry, the photographer? The photographer, Danny Clench's Danny, camp. Danny Clench. So, so, so what, you just found his website email? And found like his website, emailed the studio, head, or studio manager. And she was like, come in, had a, an interview, and that was it. <laughs> you pulled up in a suit? I pulled up in a suit. I was like all fancy because yeah. I was like business school style. I'm like, right. I'm in like a, I try to have my best, uh, yeah. my best suit on, you know, Damn. for an interview. And they were like, kind of laughed at me at first. Yeah. But I was serious. I was like, yeah, I want to do this. Right. So, um, so basically, I did that internship, loved it. I met someone who was his producer, Carrie Bornstein, and she... Helped me. She hired me as a PA for things. I was hired on like music videos, commercials, you know, kids, kids commercials, like this is, stupid stuff. And this is all stuff that Danny's directing, right? Some or of it, is it his production company? It's not his production company. He was kind of doing, he was doing a lot of music videos mm -hmm. and I would be on that as like a PA or like a fourth camera assistant right, kind right, of thing. Because right. she like took a liking to me. She's like, oh, you're a great hard worker. You should just try doing this. So she would hire me outside of Danny and do other stuff. And, you know, you kind of learn the business. I was on set with, like, Steven Mizell. I was on set with um, Albert Watson. And I got to see some, like, really amazing photographers work. Um, Which city? This is in New this York? This is in New York. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Because you're originally from Jer New Jersey? I'm from Jersey, yeah. And then, so you were in New York for college? In Hoboken for college. Where the fuck Hoboken, New Jersey. Oh, okay. Frank gotcha. Sinatra. Oh, yeah. okay. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. <laughs> um, and then I was, you know, working in the city. So... Mm -hmm. This was in college, and you know I was doing college and working on the side and doing as much as I could um, after the, you know kind of my lacrosse career was over. Um, so started doing that, and I didn't know what to, like after the internship was over, I was like, "What do I do next?" I got connected with Rolling Stone. What the, fuck? what the fuck is <laughs> happening? He's just like, yeah, I just uh, emailed the guy and he let me come on it's and then Rolling funny. Stone. Like, yeah, what the how fuck? How it all worked. So like, I was like, what do I do next? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not an established photographer. I can't just like show up and be like, I can take pictures now. Right. Um, and so this was like right after the internship. I got an internship at Rolling Stone. So they were like, we don't really take on like non-photo school people, they're like, we don't really like, but you seem cool. You seem like you've got your, your stuff together and you know, let's, let's try it out. So I was an intern as a photo editor. So I would like go in, look up photos, do photo research, find some stuff. And you know, 
maintain a relationship with the guys still work there like Sasha Leka, Griffin Lotz. Um, they were just awesome to me and they were super yeah. like what super do you, cool. What do you mean? You, when you say you're like a photo editor, in my mind, I'm thinking I take photos, you edit my photos. That's how it works. That's what I thought it was first. <laughs> yeah. So what is, break that down. What is It's that? basically, you know, these photo editors, you've got Sasha, who's the deputy photo editor. You've got um, Griffin, who's the associate photo editor, and they hire photographers for shoots. They pick the photos for the magazine. They pick the, like, they go through the photographer selects and they pick exactly what they want. Um, and that's what they do. So they, they, they find the photographers to hire for the magazine. Oh, so you're on the prowl, like looking right. for talent. Right. So that's what they're, they're always looking for new photographers. They're always looking for stuff. And, you know, that's kind of, I wasn't really sure what it meant either, to yeah. be honest, because I was new. I had no idea. And this was a job um, or an internship? This was an internship. And then it turned into like a freelance job. Right. So I started doing that a little bit. And then Danny ended up emailing me back randomly out of nowhere. He's like, hey, um, I see like you were like at Rolling Stone, like how's everything going, blah, blah, blah. And I've always wanted to be his assistant. I wanted right. to learn exactly what he does mm-hmm. all the time. You know, as like a fourth assistant, you kind of don't really know um, what you're doing. You're just kind of like there and like guys like, oh, go put that light up. Right. You know, put that C-stand up. Yeah. Like not knowing how to shape light or how to do light. Um, so I went in to him and I was like, hey, like I could help you out with your social media. I can help you out with your website. I can help you out with all this stuff. He's like, cool, you're hired. Come in, do some stuff for me. It's like, okay. So I'm there. He so happened from, So he happened to hit you up randomly. Randomly, just seeing how I was. And what so what was your relationship like with him when you were doing the internship? Was it like pretty strong? Like you guys it's a little on? separate. Like I was more tight with the studio manager, Lisa. Yeah. Um, she kind of, you know, she took care of me. Mm-hmm. She always had. And she um was just incredible. And I was, you know, a little separated from Danny. I didn't really Sure. You know, I was the intern fourth assistant kind of guy. Like, I wasn't involved. But how the fuck does... Why would he randomly just hit you then? I don't know. I remember... I think I remember I had emailed him, and then two months later... Like, it must have been He just finally got around to it or something? Finally was like, oh, hey, how's it going? And, like, us Jersey guys, we kind of stick together. He's from Jersey, too. So, like, kind of like, oh, you're a Jersey guy, so... Um, did, Did you do anything specific? Like, I'm just trying to provide... Uh, yeah. like good solid advice for these creators but like in your internship do you recall ever doing anything that would have left a good mark on your name to him like obviously always being on time or things like that yeah. or did you ever say anything like hey man this was a pl-, like did, did you leave on a good note with him in a way that could ever settle with him and maybe it just like clicked or um I think not initially yeah um, I would say I actually left more of an impression on Carrie, who was the producer. Mm. That's why she started hiring me for things that were paid gigs and good, good money. Yeah. Um, he really wasn't, it's not, and it's not a bad thing. He just wasn't really paying attention to what interns were doing. Yeah. He didn't have to. No, for sure. Um, but I was like, you know, as an intern, I was logging footage for documentaries that he was doing, like a Ryan Adams documentary, which was awesome. Crazy. I sat and like, just sat and looked at footage, which was super cool. That's and, like, dope. You know, I went to him and be like, oh, this is a cool shot. He's like, yeah, but we can't put the documentary out. I'm like, so okay. I went through all this footage for no reason. Fuck. Um, so they don't actually, like, he's still sitting on it. And it's like an wow. incredible, like, but. Um, Damn. So that was like eight years ago. Wow. Fuck. I'm thinking about it now. It's like 2010. Yeah. Eight, nine, maybe. Um, 
And, you know, I, not really. Like when I was interning, it really wasn't about him. It was about being in the studio and learning how the studio ran, mm-hmm. which was, I think, just as valuable, like learning how to print and learning from his printer how to print stuff. And his assistant at the time was um, this guy, Gary Ashley, who's uh, he's an amazing photographer now as well. Um, he was kind of like teaching me how to do stuff. Right. Um, but not so, not so much. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. So that's why I was constantly trying to reach out and like I want to be an assistant so I can go you know that was the traditional route of being a photographer Mm. you assist a photographer you go and start doing editorial gigs you get an agent you do commercial work you know that traditional route which I thought was the way to go yeah yeah before Instagram before anything um so that was my idea and it stuck in my head I was like that's what I have to do I have to keep doing this I have to keep doing this so when he told me to come in I was like yeah well I can also assist and whatever and it was funny because he was working on a book and someone who was printing for him ha- had left and the person that was working on his book moved into that position and he was like, do you want to work on the book? I was like, yeah. sure. So I can go through every contact sheet of like Tupac, Nas, like, you know, red man, old dirty bastard. I'm like, done. These are all people that he shot. All people he shot. Fuck. I was like, yes, I will do that. And... And then it slowly became like, you know, there's a gig that, an assistant gig that was super cheap that an assistant, a real assistant didn't want to do. Yeah. I would do it. Right. Like, I remember like a Lenny Kravitz shoot for Rolling Stone was like a hundred bucks for me to assist. And I was like, okay. I was like, I don't care. Yeah. I was like, I would want to be on a shoot with one, Lenny Kravitz is awesome. Yeah. Two, I want to learn. Wow. So I did it for free sometimes. Like I would like, whatever I could to learn from him, I would do. Yeah. And I think he saw that. And was like, you know, he. I was working my ass off. This is we, pre. This is pre that random ass email. After. Sorry. Okay, this is after. Okay, sorry. so this after is the like email. these are kind of like the jobs that spawned from that. Right. So from that, huh. from that email, like I went in. I actually brought him like a presentation and was like, I can do all this for you. And he was like, All right, cool. <laughs> so I did the book, did that with him. I I helped him grow his his social media and helped him do like, you know, different like print sales and different stuff and. It was incredible. It was like the best learning experience I could have ever learned. Fuck. And he like, honestly, between Carrie and Danny, like I would not be here at all. Like crazy, right? For sure. Like, and the fact that he just taught me everything, mm. literally everything. We would like be in the studio in his studio till midnight, one in the morning working on the book and we would just hang out. We'd have a bottle of wine and chill and it was super fun. And is that book out? The book is out. It's Where called still it? moving. Still moving. Yeah. All right, I'll see if I can And make it. I'm in the back. He Ooh. thanks me, so that's always good. That's dope. That's a good um, feeling, huh? It is. It was. And, it, you know, I didn't know. I I, I still was new. Like, yeah. I still was trying to figure out what I was doing. Um, but what an incredible feeling to, like, get plugged by your idol. You right. Know what I mean, like, he's your idol, and you're learning from him, first off. Because So, let's step back. Yeah. Before back. this happens, are you – did you – basically, in college, you're sitting there doing graphic design, right? Yeah. Business, business, stuff, business, and graphic design. So two majors? Yeah. Were you majoring? In, is that two majors? No, it's like it's called art and technology, okay. but it was like I had to do all business classes oh, and I had damn. to do all graphic design classes, yeah. and it wasn't really, you know, I could do all that stuff, but I didn't want to do it. I didn't right. want to sit in front of my computer all the time. Right, right, right. So, so while you're while you're doing that, you're looking up to Danny as a creator. Yeah. Okay, you're just idolizing. I'm like him. this guy's incredible. Seeing what? his Beastie Boys photos, seeing all these things, I'm like this is 
amazing. That came during like during that time, like while you're in school, you used right. to really I saw all that on stuff. Him. And like the first, like I've seen, he shot Kanye's first record. I'm like, what? He shot Kanye with the bear suit. I'm like, this is so cool. Like this That's is so like, crazy. this is the stuff I want to be doing. That's amazing. So that was what happened in college. I found him that way. One random ass email. Well, and it's funny how it all happened from John's DVD, which is so Full circle, it's not even funny. Like, it was you watching John's DVD, seeing that it was directed by him. You look him up. Then yep. you decide, oh, fuck, he's got all kinds of amazing content. I love this yep. person. Damn. That's really, isn't that a trip to think about? It's a trip. It is an absolute trip to think that, like, now, you know, through Danny, like, I wouldn't even have gone on tour. Like, right. they just wouldn't have happened because I had met John through Danny because Danny did all the Grateful, uh, the Dead and Company stuff. Mm. So, like, he kind of knew who... Like my face, and the kind of was like, oh, because like, you were just around during yeah, all this. Yeah, but if you work things. with Danny, like you know, you must be yeah decent or at least like you have to be good to like work with someone who's like that. So like, what's the first time working with John then? Because you, you're watching the DVD as a fan, you go and do all this shit, then all of a sudden you see, or you're on set with John. Maybe you you didn't work direct with him, but yeah, I didn't Danny. at all. And it was, you know, it was just funny to be with like Bob Weir and like John Mayer, and you're just like, this is you know, it's cool, Crazy. it's cool to be on set, but you like kind of like. You, know you learn pretty quickly that everyone's just a regular person. And like, you know, yeah. we're literally sitting there. <laughs> it's funny. We were sitting there eating apple pie all together. Like Bob, we were just like turned and was like, Hey, this is some really good apple pie, isn't it? It's like, that's, it was, you know, they're all like normal Surreal. people. Surreal. Yeah. It was so cool. And it was fun. And, you know, but between all of this stuff happening, I was trying to be a photographer. So with all of this, like, you know, trying to make money, trying to do stuff, I was, making fake passes i was making yep. like i went to nyu for a semester yeah. to do photography and i told publicists that i was working for the nyu uh, i was working for nyu's um newspaper but you weren't i wasn't no i made fake passes fake press passes i was like to get into what to get into anything like, i could get in. i was remember being backstage with currency one time and i was like what the fuck? I just have no from idea. A fake pass? Just from a fake pass. And they were just like, oh, cool, yeah, come on, shoot. So and are you hustling? Like, are you doing all this shit by yourself? By myself, hustling. Like, I remember, it's funny because this is all kind of ties in. I was working at Rolling Stone and they said I could say that I was shooting on spec for them. Yeah. And they would use stuff if they needed. Um, but I was like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll fly out to Rock the Bells in San Francisco and, you know, go shoot some stuff. On and their then, dime or your dime? On my dime. Wow. I was like... You I, just got an opportunity that you could at least get in somewhere. utilizing their yeah. name somehow. So. so I was PAing, making money, and I was like, what else do I do? I need to put this towards something. Like, you know, rent's one thing, but yeah. what's the, like, what else invest do I need to invest into your shit? Invest in myself, and that was it. And I actually met um, G-Eazy's photographer, Grady. Grady mm -hmm. Brennan. I don't know if you know Grady. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I've never met him, but I know. He's an awesome dude. Yeah, follow um, he's a, he, like He's just a, an awesome guy and he actually had a we had met randomly in the pit mm -hmm. and he at was rock like, the bells at rock the bells okay. from in san francisco and i had rented a car but i didn't have a place to stay i was like i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go out there maybe i'll find a hotel somewhere that's cheap yeah whatever so i got a car and then he was like yo i need to try i need to ride back like do you want to just crash in my place i was like sure i'll drive you back and he just let me crash on his couch and ride back to la no, sorry, back to San Francisco. Oh, okay. So San Francisco, Rock the Bells was in Mountain View, which is by the Google. Okay, It's gotcha. like a shoreline amphitheater. Right, it's right. like a 45-minute drive. Um, you just so randomly met him in the pit. Randomly met talking him. about how you yeah. didn't. <laughs> We're so random. Yeah. Like, literally, I had my Hasselblad with me, and he's like, that's cool. Like, 
like, what are you shooting? And all that kind of stuff. Like it was so random. Yeah. And then this was before G actually broke mm. and I had met them and his management team and all that kind of stuff. And they were awesome. Like I yeah. saw him with like 300 people in New York city. It was incredible. And like to hang out with Grady and like, you know, yeah. meet those people. And you know, after like those long-term relationships, you know, pay off at, at the end, mm-hmm. like, especially, you know, you don't think at the time you're like, Oh, like this guy's not going to like hire me. He's not going to do anything. Like, he's not help me. Like, do I have to stay in touch with this person? But right. just like trust that like people are always looking for things. Yeah, for and sure. that's how the John thing actually came about was G easy's manager hit me up and was like, Hey, like, or can you go on tour? Which I thought was for G and it was for John. And he was just like, we have, I put up a bunch of photographers, blah, blah, blah. Um, can you do it? I was like, sure. And do they have anything just, to do with like his management? His manager knew Matt and he asked Matt and Matt was like, yeah, here's a list. Oh, and that was it. Damn. So whoever was available, got yeah. it basically. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. <laughs> and that's just how it really, what started. the fuck? Dude, it, it's, it's a lot of timing and like so, so much grinding that I had to do oh, before yeah. I had, I could even like think about getting going. Like I never would have thought that this would ever have happened. Like this, was such an opportunity that I just had to jump on. Fuck. Um, were you with your, like, your, you're now uh, engaged, right? Yeah. So engaged. at the time, were you with your fiance? I was. This was like last year. So we've been together for three, three years. Damn. I've known her for 16 years, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> but then you're like, yo, I got to go. And she was like, this is a good start to your career. Go for it. Do it. And I went and they actually only had me on for like three weeks. Oh, really? And then so it was like a short run. At first, yeah. <laughs> and like the first image, like the manager's just like, can you stay on the whole time? I was like, what's the whole time? <laughs> like, I have no idea what, like, yeah. I didn't know anything like what, what tour was or what it was. And oh my God, that's he was just so like, funny. but I was shooting shows all the time. So I like, I knew what to do. Yeah. Your concert photography was like on lock. Yeah. But I didn't have to, I didn't know what tour was about. Yeah. So I was like, sure, I guess. And so I did, we did the first leg and then we had a break and then we did a Europe leg break and then another US leg break and then a Brazilian Brazil leg South America and that was that whole this has been like this entire year year. yeah holy shit so one it came up you know an opportunity came up and I just pounced on it and I think uh it didn't matter what it was or like I just needed to do something to pursue my own photography right and it just so happened to be one of the best guitarists of our time and like (laughs) literally yeah fuck that is so crazy it was it was it was kind of crazy. <laughs> but the way that loops together, like you having just seen a DVD, then yeah. to be a fan of Danny, who's yep. created a documentary about John, right? Yep. And was it a what was it a tour doc? It was something? a concert DVD. A concert, which DVD. was incredible because it was a three part concert, which felt like three different acts. Yeah. So he did an acoustic set, and he brought a bunch of people out. He did a John Mayer trio set. And then did his like John Mayer set. Wow. So we did like a it was like a blues set and an acoustic set and then like a pop like a another set and all in like, one show all in one show and yeah. and Danny cut it in a way that felt like three different acts and it was incredible. I was like, this is so genius. Fuck. The the camera movements are incredible. They had like three cranes and like you know Steve Jordan's one of the best drummers ever. Like yeah. and to see him go crazy like with these crane shots, it was just incredible. Damn, yeah, and. That was something I was like, that's the coolest, literally the coolest shit I've ever you seen. You literally go like, from one email 
Everyone, take, <laughs> everyone who's listening or watching this, take fucking note because you just reached out and said something that was sincere. That do you still have that email? That'd be tight to pull. Oh up. man, you should frame that shit for sure. I'm gonna find out. You should print that shit on your t-shirt. I should. You're right. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's merch like right there. Like, hey guys, uh, I wear suits and I like to take meetings. Um, dude, it was so funny. Oh, uh, dude, man. I swear if I had this email, this is gonna be hilarious. This will be so clutch. But it's it's really crazy. You can keep looking for it while yeah, it's yeah. Up. It's crazy to think like one email connects you with your you know you're a super fan of this director at a time. Yeah. You get to fucking study underneath him and have him basically mentoring you mm-hmm. for how many, like a year? It was four years. Four years? That lasted four years? So, so like it was on and off? 2013 to 2017, yeah. It was literally like, I hopped on tour in April, so it was April of last year. Damn. And that's when I like kind of made the move and... I'm going to find this email, but yeah, please. It, at it, some point, which is hilarious. I didn't, I didn't even think about like finding that. Like, I, That's the shit that's funny to me. Like, yeah. I know, I think when I got asked to go on tour with Schoolboy Q, like, I'm pretty sure I remember them being like, hey, someone's going to call you and talk to you about like what's going to happen. And I, I like put my camera and I started like filming it. I know I have that file somewhere yeah. where they're like, hey, yeah, meet us here or whatever. Like, we want you to go on tour. Somewhere where that's I was awesome. just like, that's such a like, moment. That's so awesome. <laughs> I even remember a moment flashing back. Uh, my friend Taylor, he got wounded in Afghanistan. And yeah. so when he was hurt, we had just such an outpour of like people wanting to help. Mm-hmm. I would run his social shit and his website and just try to help manage the emails and like wean out the garbage. And there was a lot of media requests. We ended up going on Today Show and like flew out to New York and did all that whole shit. But I remember uh, this was before Matt Lauer turned into uh, what, who he is who today. Who is now, yeah. Um, but he, like, called, and it was, I remember, like, I answered the call and got to talk to him for a second, and then I, like, merged our call together so we could just talk with him. Yeah. And he, like, called, and it was him talking to me, and I fucking filmed that, too. Because I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, Matt Lauer's right? calling me. Like, he's you so have to sick. Film that stuff. Yeah, and it's That's... just, like, it's so up. But in that call, I remember being, like, all right, cool. Like we had our conversation. I was like, all right, I'm going to patch them in real quick. And he's like, all right, cool. And then I'm just sitting there waiting. And like, I was like, this is really weird to be talking to you, Matt. And he's like, well, it's really weird to be talking to you. <laughs> I was like, cool. Tight. <laughs> cool. And then that was it. I was like, what a fucking legend. Like that was so, and then shit's fucked up now that video is trash. Right. But yeah. like, what a moment, man. But that's so cool to like. That is crazy. You know, I, I need to start thinking about that stuff because I just don't. Like, That's why I love this shit. Cause yeah. it's like it's forcing. Hey, this is cool because we've never met in real life. Yeah, this is Not our once. first time meeting, which is sick because I already can tell the way our paths are is so similar, and yeah. I feel like that's why I wanted you on the show. I can already tell through social and what you talk about, mm-hmm. how our conversations are, that you have a drive that's like innate in you from like the jump. It sounds yeah. like, and and it's so fucking true to hear it. But like, what's the chances? Think about it, what's the chances that that worked out, that you get the training that you got, you continue to work your ass off and take any job. You said yes to any job. And anything with Danny, like anything. 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 I was like, I'll drive down to your house and help you move your couch. I don't care. You fucking like, forged <laughs> photo passes and got into shows, flew on your own dime to another, the other side of the US, yep. and happened to meet GEZ's photographer who linked you in that is so it's insane and i think like you know you try to like put all this effort into promoting yourself and doing stuff and like you know i mean i I was in like a shitty apartment for like five years like no joke like it's just that's just how it happened and now it's you know it's a little bit different now but you know you just kind of grind along and Mm -hmm. like it doesn't happen overnight that is for sure it does not and I think that's something that 
people think it, it just happens. No, like, yeah, I think I think it's really it easy to make it pop too. Like, and now even right now, I'm still like trying to figure it out. Yeah. Like, I'm still figuring shit out. Yeah, and that's that's even crazier to me. I'm like, oh, I like did all this cool shit, and now I'm like, what's next? Yeah, and I'm always constantly thinking, what is next? Right. So you know, after the I, I literally left New York, moved to L.A. When was that? Before tour? that was in the in between tour. When did your crazy. girl move here? She's been here for eight years. Oh shit! So she's been she's been here, here forever. Right, we right. did long distance for three years. Got it. I've known her since I was literally fifteen years old. Yeah, crazy. And we met at my sister's wedding again, but that's a whatever. Um, <laughs> I mean, you really want to tell a story? Yeah. <laughs> tell a story, bro. Be romantic. She's my sister's college roommate, so it's really funny. Wow. Um, but you know, so I went on tour. I came back. I was like, I don't know. Like, we're what are we doing? Right. We have this lease in New York. Do we? Do I come to LA? She's like, I can't leave LA right now. And I'm like, Well, I can leave New York. So, let's go. And I packed my stuff and moved to LA. I literally had two weeks in between tours, so I moved. I moved to LA, cross country, and then we went up to Yosemite. We oh, got you did engaged. The drive? Yeah. Oh no, no, I didn't do the drive. Oh, shit. sorry. I did the drive to Yosemite, which kind of sucks too. Yeah. But um, no, that drive would. Dog, I drove from Iowa to here. That's halfway, and that shit. It's rough. It's rough. Yeah. Um, no, we flew and we paid people to move Smart for man. Us. Smart man. Smart man. Um, but you went up to Yosemite and got engaged? Got engaged in Yosemite, which was awesome. Yeah. Woke up at five in the morning, made her take photos with me and then engaged. And then Smart I was like man. on tour the next week. So we didn't really get to enjoy it. And, you know, that's kind of the tour life. You yeah. kind of like are always moving and doing stuff. And yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. No. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I was saying before, it's like a moving train. You're doing so much. You're city after city after city after sure. city. You kind of forget what city you're in half the time. Yeah. You like sleep overnight and you're in a, you know, in another arena and you're showering at the arena and then you, next and night the it's next the same day. thing. Yeah. Um, Fuck. And then you jump off that train. I'm back in LA and I'm like, what, what do I do now? What's my next move? And, you know, for me, it's, it's doing the portraiture stuff and getting in the studio. I just got a studio downtown um, I'm running out for the year and I think that's really going to help me, you know, be creative in a different way. Yeah. Um, like I love capturing the moment. I love finding moments and being there for moments and that's half the battle, you know, being there for yeah. that moment. But now it's like creating the moment mm -hmm. and creating that comfortability with somebody and getting someone in a studio setting and making sure that like, you know, that they're comfortable is all, it's all it's about. So and have your lighting down and all that kind of stuff. Does that come from following and, and be mentored by Danny? Like he, he seemed to be like a jack of all trades in a sense and mastered it, right? Yeah, I would say, well, I mean, his story, he assisted Danny Leibovitz. He assisted Steve Mizell, Timothy White, all these amazing photographers. And then he actually went on tour with Blind Melon, which mm, is really funny. Wow. Um, and incredible. Like yeah. he got to see like Blind Melon like blow up basically. Damn. Um, but then moved on and then you know, started doing it. basically, I don't want to say exactly what I'm doing, but yeah, like the but same like, thing. He's yeah. like, you get off tour, you don't know what to do. What do I do? Find people to shoot with, shoot them and see what happens. Yeah. Like he got, I don't want to say, he didn't get lucky. He worked his ass off. He For did sure. a lot of stuff. And someone, the guy from third base is like, Oh, I got this guy, Nasty Nas. You want to shoot him? He's like, sure. What? Like he just shot whoever he could. And yeah. now Nas is the greatest lyricist That's uh, fucking ever. insane. And he shot Elmatic. And it's like, Damn. so seeing how he worked and how he came up, and I don't, I don't want to say emulating it, but, you know, trying to figure out how, the, like, how he got to where he is, yeah. is that he worked his ass off and he shot whoever he could. He'd shot people that people didn't want to shoot. Mm -hmm. And 
that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm like, who's, who are the people that are coming up and who can I shoot, you know, and try to find stuff on the side to shoot, to make rent and right. whatever I can do. So, but I mean, that's so dope that it's like, there's almost like a subtle template available for you to follow right. as far as his life. And it worked out for him in yeah. the end. So why not follow in that journey? Plus it's like, you go on tour and that, that type of photography is so different than studio work. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you were doing, were you doing a lot of studio stuff before you went with well, John? You know, with Danny, I was, you know, helping him set up all the lights and doing all that stuff. And he did the Grammys every year and mm-hmm. we did like Bonnaroo every year. And we, he like kind of started the whole photo tent at, at festivals and I was there for all that stuff. So I knew how, like he was teaching me yeah. and mentoring me how to do all this stuff. And then now I'm just using it. Crazy. And I think like, it's a different time now. Like he did it in the nineties and it's a little bit different because mm. you know, the film age and all that kind of stuff, yeah. digital age comes along and you know, even just assisting now people don't even do it. Yeah. Like some people just don't they're like, well, why would I do that? If I have 150,000 followers on Instagram, it's like, well, you, you, you yeah. do, but you, you've got to learn how to do it. So, and I think that's where I'm trying to figure out, like, how do I go do the traditional route, but also, you kind know, of merge the two together. Merge the, the, the Instagram stuff together too. So what a weird time, dude. It is weird. And like, you know, I have my Leica with me and like him showing me how to use film and meter for film. And you know, that was always helpful to me. And yeah. I didn't know that I'd be like out of nowhere. Like I'll be like, Oh, well I have to meter for the shadows and like expose for this and that. And, that, and right. I'm like, Oh, where did that come from? Yeah. It's just like a sponge that comes up like that. He, we're just talking in the back of my head kind of thing. Right. <laughs> like, we're like, wait crazy? a second, wait, is that Dude, my I, thought or was that Danny's thought? Yeah. Like, what is that? Because I never, I've never have been able to shoot on film. I've never had an opportunity to do mm-hmm. it. It was all, like me becoming a photographer, I literally kept telling people I wasn't a photographer for so long because yeah. I bought my DSLR for video. I was like, no, I make videos. And That's then they'd be like, hey, yeah. are you, uh, you work this concert and shoot these, vi- these photos. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then someone be like, hey, are you the photographer? I'm like, no, I'm a video <laughs> guy. They're like, but you have a flash on your camera. I'm like, I'll make a video after I take this photo. Like that's what yeah. I do. And I just denied it for so long. I would, I, I could have got so many gigs too. people asking for it. And I just always turn it down until I've discovered like that, the way that you can shoot a photo and yeah. the way you can capture moments and how to do it. And I just never got to fucking do it with film. And I, obviously it's not too late and I would love to do it, but I feel like you got (laughs) such an upper hand by learning that because you understand the world so much better than anyone that has a DSLR where I was literally like, okay, if I slide this over, that makes that darker. Okay. What if I do this? This picture looks like shit. What is, what's happening? You know, but you know, there's something to be said about that too, Mm. because some people can't see that stuff. They can't understand how exposure works or how shutter speeds work or, you know, the banding when you're shooting video, if you go too high and like stuff like that, like, there's something to be said to learning that stuff too True. and learning that way. Um, you know, we can all learn any way we can. Mm-hmm. And like you had the means of like a camera and you did it. And I think that's badass as well. Right, but, right, right. You know, I just went a different yeah, like yeah. hustle, like where you were like, I'm going to learn this shit on myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to find someone that, to learn from. Yeah. Um, and I think it's super rare now. Super I don't think rare. anyone does it really. Like I kind of, um, yeah, it's just, it's weird. I know it might now. be difficult for you because you were like major city, you know, in that era where it was a little bit easier to find these photographers, but what advice could you, could you offer to someone that is in uh, a smaller town? Like for me, I'm in Iowa. Yeah. I have no one, there was right. no one shooting fucking film or photos or anything. Or Like I was just like, I don't know what the fuck I do. And YouTube yeah. wasn't what it is. What would you, what advice would you give to someone that's trying to figure it out right now? 
I would say there's a, there's a photographer that I met with and I got his story. This guy, Peter Yang. Um, he is, he's one of my favorite photographers. He does a lot of covers, magazine covers, and he shot Kendrick for variety recently. Oh, cool. One with the snow on him. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Um, and he was like, you know, he was from a small town in Texas. He was like this Asian guy photographer who had no, no idea what he was doing. It seemed like, and he went to local magazines and was like, can I shoot stuff? They hired him to shoot stuff and he started shooting covers. And once you start getting covers, then you can start sending your work out. Mm. And I think that's, you know, you try to find any way to get work, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be Q. It doesn't have to be John. It doesn't have to be someone. It just has to be something. And you have to find your style and find what you want like to shoot and what you want to do. And I think you just start small. Yeah. You got to start small. Hmm. And that's what he did. And I was like, I respected the hell out of that because... You know, he went from like Texas Monthly to Rolling Stone. You're like, what how fuck? did you do that? Yeah. And, you know, he just grinded along and like try to find any work he possibly could. And it goes back to what you were talking about, like being able to say, okay, cool. If I make this fake photo pass, I can get into this shit yeah. and this is going to open up this door. And this, you really have to seize almost every moment. Yeah. Hopefully I knowing like, I don't get in trouble for all that stuff. But, nah, you know, no one gives a shit. It's, uh, it's just funny how like you, you got to, you just got to figure out your route and figure 100%. out your path. And I think starting small is a way to go. Yeah. Like you have to, Yeah, you can't just decide that you're going to wake up and go shoot, you know, Bruce Springsteen. Right. It doesn't work that way. True. You know? So let's so. go back to you. You get the opportunity and you're going to go on tour. Cool. So you get the hit. Hey, can you go? Yes. Yep. How, how long in between getting the message to being on the road was that for you? Did you have time? Let's see. Um, I had to, f- I was actually f- coming to LA with my buddies for like an LA trip because they'd never been. My fiance was out here and his manager was like, yo, come meet John. Like we're doing a music video, met him. And they literally, I think it was like two days late or maybe no, it was like a week later. I was at South by and shooting for Spotify. And then they were, I got an email saying like, are you ready to go? We're going in two weeks. So like, which, sure. year, which year was this? This was last year. This was last. This was March 2017. Fuck. And I was like, "All right, two weeks." So I had. I actually had to call Danny, and we had had these conversations. I was like full time with him. Oh yeah. So So, yeah, and it was, it was hard because you know we're like, he's one of my best friends. Yeah. The guy like we've literally, and it was just you know it was tough to to move on from someone and like, like initially I was just gonna go, and then he's like, they want me on for the whole tour, and then like. He was bummed. We were both kind of bummed. And he was just like, you know what? You got to do you at some point. And I knew you weren't going to stay the rest of your life. So, right. you know, wow. it happens. But, you know, we're still homies. I literally think I, I saw him like a week ago. Oh, for real? And, yeah, he was out here shooting something. And we had dinner. And it's just nice to know that, like, he's on my in my corner. Yeah. And, like, he's just a good dude. And That's an incredible he's like, awesome. relationship yeah. to have built. And I think, like, you know, you – he – he just really mentored me a lot of how to like handle people, how to speak to people, how to, you know, talk to art directors, how to talk to creative directors, how to talk to talent, Mm -hmm. how to be a good person without having to like, you know, yell at your assistants or anything like that. Like he never, I mean, he's gotten stern with me. He's never yelled at me in front of people. He's never like, he never, he would always bring me aside and say, Hey, like, do it this way. Don't do it this way. You'll mess something up. Right. Whatever. Load this camera this way or it'll jam. Yeah, Load this, yeah. whatever, whatever. So 
he always like took a took the time to teach me and Damn. i think that was like to for him to give back to me is incredible yeah. and like i can only like thank him a million times for you know? sure so fuck so this is like you get that call did you have to acquire gear a lot of people i know a lot of people's questions are, are concerns actually someone just talked about this in in the group the other day and they were they were saying like hey um i live in brazil and buying shit over here, you get taxed so much that it almost makes you not buy shit because uh-huh. you can't afford it. And then it came down to like, how do you come up with your rate and for this shit so yeah. that I could make it make sense to buy this expensive lens that I have to pay all this extra money for tax onto it. So did you have to get gear yourself for that? I had, I, I had gear. So you're I had all my set. stuff. I was already like, you know, when you're assisting, you, you ultimately have the goal of leaving. Mm-hmm. And doing your own thing. And, you know, I was making good money. And I was like, all right, I need to reinvest in getting... I literally... What I have? I have my 5D Mark IV. I had... Because I was doing video for him, too. I had, like, a mic. Yeah. Like, a road mic. Cheap road mic. And then I had... Um, my brother, sorry, my, <laughs> no, no. my brother, my brother. So my brother, it's interesting because when you talked about playing lacrosse, yeah. my brother played football, um, tore his shoulder and his knee, and that forced him to retire out of that. And so now he's kind of in that in-between phase of like, fuck, what do I do? So he's been learning randomly. He's also going to school to become an officer, but he's learning how to do photo shit um, and video stuff now too, kind of. He's like very interested in it. So he's been yeah. watching tons of tutorials and stuff, but he was calling me today and he's like, hey, so dude, I cannot figure out how to vlog because my rod, my rod won't like pick it up. Right? I was like, your road? And he's like, yeah, whatever. The rod, Mike. I was like, the rod. How do you spell rod, Sean? <laughs> spell it out. He's like, R-O-D. fuck. Oh my god, I die when I heard that shit. That's anyway, So you have your five D Mark IV, your rod, twenty-four Mike. to 70, 70 to two hundred. That's all I had. It's a good. Oh, spot. I had a fifty-two. I had the fifty-one too. Yeah. Um, but actually, that was a, a present from my fiance, so I didn't really. Oh no. Like, um, for like my birthday a while ago. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, so there was. That's all I had. I think. Couple cards. Mm-hmm. Had my Leica. Did you run around? Film. Did you have uh, both lenses on you at all times when you shoot? All shows? times. Yeah, I had to. So what did you do? How do you hold it? I had a um, the low pro um, belt strap, so I just like would lock it into my belt and like have it just hanging there. Yeah, it was so sick. Just, it never switch. broke or never fell broke. off. Mm-hmm. I actually had one, and I'm gonna call them out. Porta brace. Don't buy their stuff. Really? It it literally. I was on stage and I had it strapped to my belt, and it just it literally fell off the seams, and uh. my lens just fell on the stage. I literally thought I broke my 7200. I was in like, front this of is ridiculous. In thousands. front of all these people. Oh my God. And I hit them up and they didn't even hit me back. Really? Yeah. I was pissed. Yo. So, like, the Damn. low pro guys were cool. Yeah. They're like, you. yeah, this is, it's not going to break. Dope. And it I, didn't break. I've, I never ended up, I knew I needed one, but my problem was when I went on tour, I had my 5D Mark III and my A7S II, which I got the Metabones for the A7S II, yeah. so I could still use all my Canon glass. So, the Metabones sucked so much for focus <laughs> yeah. like i couldn't use it for autofocus at all and i just hated shooting shows with it so i would use that for video and i would literally be running around with my two cameras and that's yeah. how i was like bootstrapping it just to, like i really wanted mm-hmm. that to find a solution for just to be able to have a lens with me and have it just be one camera but at the time i was just like it's tough man you yeah. gotta like pick your shots pick your times mm-hmm. like and I, I actually rented us an a7s for the for the um the tour? for the video stuff you for did the tour yeah did you like it um yes and no yeah um, I didn't like it for photo. No. And like, I was trying to like, if I had like a video moment, I was like, I would get it and then try to take a photo without having to switch lenses. And I was like, this thing is not, 
It's really not a good photo camera no. for shows, at least. No. I think they basically pin you into a corner where you needed to have the A7S II and the A7R with you yeah. at all times if you want your and, photos. And actual Sony lenses. Yeah, Sony you has can't to be. use those Canon lenses. It's terrible. So, and now and now I have a 1DX, which I love. Mark II? The Mark II. <sighs> Super dope. Let me play with that. Please. Dude, I think I need to buy one. Please come. Like, yes. I just shot some stuff in the desert with it, video stuff, and like. It's amazing. It was dope. I, I got to shoot fun. on it for like a second, and I was like, yeah. oh, fuck, I need to... Would you say Canon then over everything? Mm, for I really all-in ha- solution. I've started... So I started in Canon, and I just never switched. Yeah. And I have no reason to switch over to Nikon, because why would I sell all my stuff and mm-hmm. switch to Nikon? But, you know, Leica's coming out with some good stuff. You know, their digital stuff is, is getting there. Yeah. Um, Sony video is just going to crush everybody. I know. We all know that. But at the same token, um, it's like the you have the 1DX Mark II, and that shit looks insane. It crushes too, and I think... And it shoots 4K and 60, which is like does. the biggest... Like, how the fuck does that not exist in every other DSLR it, yet? Well, because it's like the Apple model. It's like, you're going to buy the next thing anyway. Yeah. So you're gonna, so annoying. Wait. I know. Um, crazy. It's so annoying. If, if Ken is listening, come yeah, on. Yeah, please. Come on, dude. And like, sponsor this podcast. Well, God damn like, it. Yeah, right? <laughs> Send me some shit. And Sony. It's like, why did Sony have to do two separate cameras? I don't know. Just make I, well, one and make one expensive. They did talk about the sensor, the way that you could shoot the 4K and such low light compatibility with the A7S, I remember there was something about the sensor had to be designed differently with the lower megapixels because I think the photos are like 12. Yeah. And and the A7R2 is like 42 or yeah. 52 or something. Yeah. Something obnoxious. But if it's that big, I just I don't know. bullshit on all yeah. that. Yeah. Just I'm make like, the camera bigger if it has to be bigger. Who yeah, gives a shit? Bigger. Make it work. Make, Fucking. Yeah. I was over it. I was yeah. whatever. But um, that's all I had. That's, and that's I used this setup. film camera. I shot a ton of film. Editing on a Mac? Editing on a Mac. Um, I mean, I was using Premiere to mm-hmm. edit stuff. I was uh, using Capture One to edit my photos. I don't use Lightroom. No, I use Capture One. I just like it better. I've never used it. Um, I like that when the the grain on it, they put like a better grain on the photos, and I think the output's better. The color's yeah. better. I think. Hmm. Um, and I use it for like tethering in my studio. Word. It's a lot faster. Sure. Um, it's. I, I don't want to say it's. You know, Lightroom is still incredible yeah it's great but i just use i just prefer it noted so okay i should try that out i haven't never used i it. like it yeah i'll check it out it's cool damn so, so okay so let's go back we're always gonna go back yeah you go to your you were you were in la then you go to south by southwest and you're back home when the, you when i went from to new york to south or i went from so i went from new york to la to south by to new york to and tour to tour and tour started albany so you were the rehearsals close. close, yeah, and then it went. Does he from, live, he's in New York. Is that where he's based out of, or is he? Um, or is that not? Is that like a secret? Yeah, it's a thing. Damn, he has, <laughs> he has the state. Does his own off thing. The grid. Yeah, he does. His he's own probably thing. got mad cribs too. So it's. I think everyone knows he's in. He's in Montana. He's not around here. Yeah. Oh yeah, someone just told me that the other day. Yeah, he's not around. I mean, he. They're like, is he out in Montana? Around. That's he's in Montana. My friend uh, just came here from Montana yesterday, and I got to chill with him. And yeah, it sounds. I need to go. It's Have you cool been place. there? No. Really? Haven't been. Dude, you should go out. I've driven through Wyoming. I've never driven to Montana. I'm actually going to try. My buddy's from Montana. I have really? a friend who's a really amazing drone operator, and he. His name's John Mayer. Yeah. <laughs> right? That... He has a Phantom 4, and he loves it. And he's out shooting beautiful B roll for Oh, my stock God. That'd be so sites. funny. No, my buddy Tanner, he's like the man. He like he, he he's a, he's got a crazy story too. But what's his Instagram handle? Uh, Tanner Beret. I can never say his name. Last names. Yeah, check it out. Um, and 
you know, he does a lot of like the recaps for EDM stuff. Oh, cool. Um, and the human being guys are just like, they're my homies and they like human beings, a production company. Okay. And they're like, they're just super dope and awesome people. And he's from Montana. Oh, sick. And he's like, let's go do something. And I'm like trying to get a project together of like doing like dude ranch cowboy mm-hmm. stuff out there in like the springtime. So we're trying sick. to get it together. But, you know, that's personally funded. Like, that's not something that we're going to, like... Yeah. I'm going to try to put a video together. It's a portfolio piece. It's something that's a story I can tell. Cool. And it's always helpful to have those kind of pieces, of, like, in your portfolio. To yeah. have a story, like, you know, you can shoot a live photo. Great. Mm-hmm. But you need to t- be able to tell a story through your photography. And Absolutely. I think that's really important. Well, shit. Let me so, know if you need... Yeah. ...fucking help with anything, obviously. We got... Dude, it'd be so fun. We got to have a Montana member out it'd there, so I'm fun. assuming... That yeah, somewhere. Out and shit and, yeah, for whatever, <laughs> Someone but. knows some cool waterfalls. Are for sure. Like um, so, yeah, you go to Albany, and what was, I mean, you met him on set one time, but I'm assuming it was probably just like, hey, I, I'm Daniel, and yeah. bye. Yeah, right? and I think he... I, was it a memorable mo- conversation, or was it just really. like quick? Like, yeah, it's just quick. So then when you go to Albany, is it like, what's, your, you know, what's your first day like? Because we can talk, let's talk first days. What was that like for you? First day was, you know was weird because I didn't know anything about anything. That's what I'm saying. That was how it was <laughs> I for didn't me know, with... like, what a junk bunk was. I didn't know what, you know. Let's talk about a junk bunk. <laughs> junk bunk. That's yeah. the bunk that no one sleeps in. That's where you throw all your shit. You and... throw your shit. <laughs> Did you have your own junk bunk? No. Oh, no. yeah. It was a community? Yeah, it's community junk bunk. But, like, you know, figuring out how a tour works and how it all, like, you know, who's... Like not to step on like the guitar tech's toes and like the legendary guitar tech that John has is like the man. Like he did Stevie Ray Vaughan and he's like the, just a beast. the G. Um, and then like this other guy Alex who's like who does Lenny Kravitz and does John and then you know all these guys are doing. We're doing so many cool other people too. Yeah. Um, but I was on that bus with them and they were like they're just like family. Yeah, now. I was gonna say it it's like family, huh? When you're with them for so long, they're just like they're just such good dudes. I, like and that's something you kind of miss when you're off tour. Like, man, I miss my homies. Like, hey, yeah. I'm like, you know, just kicking it after having a beer. And, yeah. Like, so, so it was weird. Like, I remember like walking down in the hotel room and, and like, like having like a bus call and have no idea what bus I'm on or who I I knew nobody, zero people. They didn't put you I, in touch with like the tour manager. Nobody, <laughs> nobody. I knew nobody. Fuck. I knew one person, and that was that was Brandon, and he was John's manager, and that was it. Damn. And he was there and he helped me through it and he's such a good dude. Like he has only been helpful with all of like, you know, just me transitioning and like doing stuff on tour. Like I had no idea. And like he helped me with that and then he left and I'm like, all right, well I'm on my own. So so he wasn't, he was on the road the whole time. He just started. Yeah. He Mm -hmm. just got got it started and like, yeah. So did you, you know what I mean? Cause I think it's, it's important too for people to understand how to like move with an artist. Like, you get on the road and you don't know this dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have, and, but you become the most personal person to capture his moments or whatever. So how did you go about working your way in? Like, I know a lot of times when I like, go on set and I'm like, oh, cool, I'm going to shoot this person. I like walk up to him like, hey, let me know yeah. if I'm annoying. Like, what do you want me, if you don't want me to shoot yeah. this shit? And I did that with Q too. I remember doing it, but he's just like, I don't care. And I was like, <laughs> Just do okay. whatever you want. I was like, sweet. Um, What'd you do to you like kinda, approach it? Well, you know, from working with Danny, you kind of, I was around so many big people, you know, like being at Bruce Springsteen's house, you're like, yeah, that's how, how, one, how did I get here? Two, how do I act? Right. What do I do? Right. And like, 
it kind of like, I think the first time, the very first job I had with Danny was at Bonnaroo. And we went down in 2010 and it was like Jay-Z, Kings of Leon, all these people. And he was shooting all these people. And that was the first time I ever got starstruck. And I saw Jay-Z. I was like, oh my God, this is insane. And then from then on, I wasn't at all. Yeah. Because like you learn right away that you can't be like that. And they're normal as fuck. They're normal people. Yeah. And you just talk to them and just shoot shoot the shit with them and hang out. And like, that's just how it was, you know? Right. Just say what's up. And if there's a problem, you'll know. Yeah, for sure. When there's not. You just won't hear anything. Yeah. So when you're doing whatever, and if there's an issue, like, you know, you'll you'll know. Did anyone like, ever tell you the rule of how to sleep on the bunk? No. Do you you don't know this? No. There's like a direction that you're supposed to lay. I mean, it's kind of like obvious when you get into your bunk, but yeah. like you're supposed to sleep with your feet facing the front of the bus in case they had to slam on the brakes or they hit something. Oh, I didn't even know that. Dude. I had no idea. Super crucial rule. It's <laughs> exclusive right here. You're supposed to, like that was one of my, my friend toured with um, Sublime and he's like their road manager and shit. And so when I got offered the, I'm like, dude, what do you do on tour? What do I bring? What yeah. clothes do I bring and shit? Like how, can I pack a suitcase or is that too much or whatever? And he like gave me the rundown, like have shower sandals. He's yep. like, have, um, I don't remember all the other shit, but it was like, don't sleep with your head because people have gone to the hospital just for like, that shit. Yeah. I was like, damn, you don't even think about these things. No. What was your so bus crazy. like? So what was it like being in that bus? Um, I, like it took normal? me like a week to figure out how to sleep on it. Yeah. I had to take Dramamine every day because mm. like I get motion sickness. So I'm like, damn. this is like, I literally every night I'm like popping that and like. That continued or did you ever uh, get it, better? It, it got better. Yeah. Um, it was fine. Yeah. You know, it's just a bunch of dudes. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. be honest, it's like, whatever. Could you shit on the bus? No. Yeah. Absolutely not. not. That's, that's a, a big no. Big fine. <laughs> Damn, I've had some close calls. Oh yeah, when it comes to when you're that. drinking kombucha and you're like, oh no, like we'll go straight for the you. first time I had kombucha. It was like <laughs> literally the before we were on a long bus ride, and I was like, oh no, like dog, like sprinting to yeah, this the, is like the a venue. very serious thing because like <laughs> I remember not thinking about that, and they're like. The bus driver's like, hey, no shits on the bus. Otherwise, you got to pay me like $500 if you shit. I'm like, damn, for real? And then uh, one of the I was on the production bus, and one of the guys was like, yeah, you definitely don't want to shit on the bus. And there's a thing, you, there's a couple workarounds. You could take this bag, you put a bag on the actual toilet shit in there, and you have to throw it out the window. And I'm like, damn, for real? And I'm on the artist bus, so I'm like, I'm not going to throw a bag of shit out no the window. Like, they're going to fucking light me up on Snapchat yeah. and shit. And then, uh, and then he's like, one time I didn't have a bag. And I'm like, what did you do? He's like, I had to shit in a Pringle can. And he's like, but it was the short Pringle can. <laughs> I was oh, like, gross. oh, fuck. And then from then on, I was terrified. At the end of every show, yeah. we're in the showers and shit. I'm like trying to take a shit because I'm like so scared that it's going to happen over the next nine hour drive. I'm like, So fuck. true. That's so funny. Oh, man. Terrible. But so, I mean, the tour, what was like the highlights of tour like for you? What, um, you know, what do you remember? I mean, going to, being able to like go to Europe and like, you know, have a couple days off and see stuff and like, was that easy going to, to do? Going to Brazil. Um, as far no. as like getting away from John, or did you have to stay close to the hip? No, I didn't have to. I was just kind of whatever. Yeah. If there was a call, you know, I'd be there. But sure. most of the time it was just we got to roam around and do whatever we want. And like I got to just roam around with my camera and just hang out in Crazy. Copenhagen and London and Amsterdam and, you know, Herning, Denmark, which where no one would know who that is. Yeah. Um, and even Brazil. It's like going to Rio and going to, so crazy. you know, Sao Paulo and Cooper Tibra and all these cool places. It's just something I would never have thought I would go to at all. Damn. And then, you know, you're there and like, I can't, I'm a guy who can't sit around. I don't yeah. even care if I don't sleep. 
I'm running around doing whatever I can to see stuff because that's what I, you know. Yeah. I'm like wired to do that. Like I'd rather not sleep and go see things, and yeah. I'll, I'll literally sleep when I'm dead. Like to be honest, I'm, so I'm like. That. So were you like becoming friends with people on the road that would go with you for certain things, or was it just kind Sometimes. of like solo? Dope? Yeah, there's like you know some video guys that I would hang out with, and like some of the sound guys that I became friends with, and um, some of those guys, a lot of them just sleep on their off days because this is what they do all the time. Yeah, man. They don't care. They're just like, I'm going to sleep on my off day because I need to sleep and you can do whatever you want. I was yeah. like, all right. Cause I, you know, my schedule is a little bit different than those guys. Those guys are loading at 7am yeah. and they're done at like two in the morning and then they have to wait. It's just, it is a grind and those guys work their asses off. For sure. What was your day to day like schedule? What, you know, I mean, really, I wasn't really starting doing anything to like two o'clock, yeah. three o'clock, depending on sound check. What time are the shows usually? Like doors seven thirty. And he would go on. He was was it him headlining? There was openers. Uh, there was openers. So Laney was the first time or first opener, and then there was who are awesome by the way. Um, the record company was one. Um, what's the other band? He had three openers. No, no, no. These were like, oh, like throughout. Randomly. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Throughout. So Laney started, the, and then the record company did the other side, and then like. Some European bands and the the ones in there, I can't remember their name. Um, so they had an opener. It was cool. Tight. It was fun. But those are the guys, like, you know, you want to try to be friends with those guys because you don't know. Laney's blowing up right now. Yeah. Those guys what, are awesome. Did you build good relationships with them? Yeah, they're super cool. Would they're you shoot s- them ever or not really? I mean, Everyone. if I had a chance to, I would. You yeah. Because, like, if I could do a photo shoot with them, I would in a heartbeat because yeah. they're awesome dudes. But, um, yeah, they're just great. And their photographer's great. So sick. Um, but, you know, that's, you know, you never know what those guys are going to do. Yeah. A lot of, like, some of those people could just blow up mm. completely. So. How big were the shows? Big. Like. So they, you know, they sold out. Where is he playing? Arenas. Arenas? Yeah. For, arenas? Forum, you know. Um, huge. MSG. Arenas. Yeah. You know, TD Garden. So sick. Yeah. So what's, like, what would be your go-to, I need to shoot from here and here and here. What, what would be like the top three positions or shots that you would try to get every night? In um, behind the drum kit so I can get the crowd mm-hmm. and get the drums in. Love that shot. Um, I would say I actually really like from the side of the stage, like where the drum tech or where the guitar tech is. Yeah. Cause they had like a light there and I would like kind of play with the light and like kind of mess around with it. And he would turn and like do stuff. And it was, you know, I kind of figured out he'd turn one way all the time. And yeah. that's kind of like, you know, you kind of figure that out. Um, and then, you know, I'd actually try to stay away from the pit, to be honest. Everyone's got that shot. Um, it's just kind of, you know, under the nose, yeah. up the nose kind of thing. And I, I was kind of over it. Um, I would just try to go through the crowd and like actually kind of like stand in between, you know, if there was an open seat, I'd go in an open seat and try to like stand shoot through people, shoot through hands, shoot through stuff. I love shooting through things. Yeah. Try to get something different. Um, you know, you got your you know, you kind of shoot the same thing every night, kind yeah. of, but you are always trying to find a creative way to do something different. Right. So, like getting reflections, getting the reflection of the drums, the drum kit and him standing there and stuff like that, you know. Could you go on the stage at all? Were yeah. You allowed to I go just, anywhere? you know, try to be as stealth and ninja-like as possible. And you're like, oh, fuck, my lens just fell. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was the worst. <laughs> uh, no. Hold on one second. Sorry. No, you're good. You do what you got to do. Actually, I'm going to, because I know you got a dip. He's got a yeah, dip to go to. And I appreciate your time. Um I, I just want to go through some of these black window cream questions real quick. Yeah. Um, you got to answer a call. Or are you doing text? Uh, I'm just texting real quick, uh, but go for one. All right. Let's see here. How the hell? This is from Taylor Grote. He says, ask him how the hell he got the at Daniel handle. 
Did you just fucking get oh, lucky? Oh, shit. Got lucky. No. Swag. You want another real story? Yeah. You bought it? No. Did not buy it. Lucky again. Absolutely not. I don't... That's getting lucky then. It's getting lucky. You know, my fiance is super cool. Oh, yeah. She yeah. Is, you were telling me about her she job. Is, you know, she does... She manages digital stars, creators, and she... You know, found, she actually found the account and it was a dead account. So she hit up a couple people and they're like, yeah, sure. You can have it. Fuck. Switched the next day. That's so dope. Yeah. Your fiance manages. She's a badass. Um, She's super. Like YouTubers and all that stuff. YouTubers. Like, she hates the word influencer. So I yeah. don't want to say that. But they're creators. They're digital right. creators. And they're like people that are, you know, have all these huge followings and she manages them and she kills it. She's a boss. And I would literally be nowhere without this girl. Like, no. Like, she plug. is everything to me. Yeah. Like, and like, I would be nowhere crazy her. what's her name lisa lisa, lisa. Philippelli. shout yeah. out to you lisa she's great Damn. but yeah that's that's how she she that's figured crazy. it out for me yeah that's dope and you know i would consider that luck but also you know yeah it happens yeah it happens for sure i mean sometimes that happens um, <laughs> she's my plug he, he also said oh no this is a question for me i'll answer that in the text dog uh, <laughs> dev maddox says um how's the pay work when working with an artist directly or did he have to give up a regular job to do it we already talked about that but also if so what was the decision making process like so i guess like how do you how would you go about you don't have to say your number but like are you doing it per like a day rate a week rate a month retainer we, we did do- we did a week a week rate and um you know yeah you just come but, up with like whatever your salary yeah, whatever you want whatever you think you're worth you give to like if not overshot it yeah and if they decide that it's too high, then ask them what they're what they're willing to pay me. Right. That's how I went about it. I was like, here's what I think. Like, this is what I would value myself at, but I will take whatever you have in your budget and make kind of yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't sure. say met in the middle, but we met pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Dope. No, it's so, a good move. That's a good move. Yeah. Always shoot higher. You know, don't worry about losing the job because I think you have to value yourself. But don't be like the twenty k a week person. Yeah, that's never gonna happen. Never. So gonna happen. Maybe unless you're uh, Danny or Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. We got like a couple left. Um, Colton Batcher. See, they're gonna laugh at me saying this dude's name a lot. These photos are so tight. I shared a couple of your photos. Nice. Um, he says, "How does he get such an insane amount of color range and clarity in his photos? And when he is shooting in low light, does he use a flash, or how does he expose um, for photos in these conditions?" What photos did you post? Um, I post one of uh, you posted from the road. It was that one cool one in the canyon, and then the, there's the one cool. with the reflection of uh, I think you just posted it, of L.A. and okay. there's like the palm trees. Yep. Then I have a couple other ones where it's like John on stage, and I mean really you so work with those lights. So I didn't come go with a flash at all. I never use a flash. I don't use flash. Yeah. Don't I don't? It's not my style. Um, I'd rather be shooting film Mm -hmm. and I'd rather shoot it at low light and like drag a shutter and have something cool happen and then have a flash for some reason. It's just not my vibe. Right. Um, so up the ISO. Yeah. Really, to be honest. Um, you know, I would take down some of the grain on it and add like my own style to it. Um, color is, you know, it just depends on the photo. Um, which one did you said? Like the Canyon, like the one in Stockholm? Yeah. Uh, I don't know where the fuck it is was Is it from. like a big red? It was a, yeah, it was like escalator. No, thing. no, no. It's like, I want to try to show this to you, but I also don't want to like end the thing. You see that? Oh. That one? I just like it. I mean, yeah. that was like, just you know, that was, yeah, that was in the Valley of Fire. We're just driving and. <laughs> I just took the picture. I'm not going to lie. This is, I didn't even like 
pull out that much, to be honest. Like, I maybe pulled out the highlights up on the top. Maybe if there's any clouds, so there's crispy. not really. But all this, like, I probably shot it at, like, F8, F9. Was this, Try to, the, like, was this the Mark IV? Mark IV, yeah. Fire. I need to get that. Damn, I need to get so many cameras. I think I had the 70 to, no, 24 to 70 on that. Are you using, are you using the, are you going to use the Mark IV more than you're using the, the 1DX? No. no, I use the 1DX. Yeah? So bye-bye to the... I use it. I mean, I only used that because I was traveling and I didn't feel like lugging it around because mm. it was just for like a one-time thing. Right. Um, but I will not like ever shoot anything without that one. Yeah, the God thing is incredible. Damn, it's incredible. Dude, I need to get that. All right. Uh, final questions. Yep. Um, he said he wants to know, has one become a personal photographer for an established artist? And when does it say? Yeah. Relationships. Yeah, relationships. relationships. Um, Andrew says sick. <laughs> Gordon says, what is the one thing he learned from John Mayer? Have you learned any advice from John? Mm, I don't even know. It's hmm. a tough question, huh? Um, I wouldn't say he gave me advice specifically, but like I would say just the way that they, you know, handled their crew and treated people right and you know, if there was ever like an issue, he, they handle it the right way. Yeah. And I think being a good person is, I think, something not just him, but the whole team. For like, sure. Like they were always taking care of the crew. They're always taking care of people. And I can never say enough nice things about all those people. Yeah. And I think that that is a lesson to be learned in itself. Hmm. Like, you know, you can be, you know, an artist who's whatever, you know, some of the artists can be a pain and we all know how that ends up like mm -hmm. now you just want to i don't know just being a nice person to be Perfect. honest and i think that's kind of i wouldn't say giving me advice but that's something you kind of pick up like this, he's super good to people and he respects art and respects photography and respects you know respected me and i think that's yeah the process i think that's, that's cool perfect Fuck. All right. Well, I know you're fucking hella late to your dinner. I'm sorry. I'm dog. starving. I no. <laughs> no, I know. I'm sorry. Um, all right. If people made it this far, I always let you pick. Do you have Twitter? Do you, are you on Twitter? I am. I don't use it very often. All I right. need to start using Twitter. Let's just say this. It's at my last name, so don't even try to say it. No, fuck like, that. <laughs> just do, uh, he doesn't have the Twitter plug. Couldn't no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> you, uh, if, well, at Daniel is the founder of Twitter. Oh, shit. So, couldn't get that. Yeah, you definitely can't get that. Um... <laughs> All right, then this is what I usually do. Because I'm always saying, like, you get to pick, like, a hashtag that people, yeah. if they listen to it this long, then they'll hashtag at us. But I would just say you should tag me and Daniel's comment, like, on his Instagram post and use this hashtag, and you get to choose what the hashtag um, is. Hashtag, oh, jeez. I Anything choose the though. hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag. Shit in the bus. It could uh, be <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> Anything you want it to be, it don't matter. Let's say do oh my god how do I, I can't even think hashtag Daniel oh uh, uh, no anything you want anything just you want. so they ha know hashtag Daniel X Leica do that X Leica X Leica okay X cool. Daniel X Leica you got a sponsorship or something no I just love their cameras they're awesome them. people yeah sick um, I, I mean it's a, you know yeah no I've heard incredible and things. I'm just sitting here looking at it so and we're just both looking at this like yeah. camera yeah, <laughs> um, alright dope I appreciate it if uh, I'll, I'll plug all your socials and cool, shit man. in the things but if you want anything else uh, what do you want them to hear um, I would just say keep going just keep grinding it will pay off I promise damn I promise this shit will pay off dog 
appreciate it. Thank you very much. I appreciate yeah. it. I'm glad we finally fucking met. Yeah, man. Same. All right. We out of here. Bye, bye, bye. That's it for episode 22 with Daniel Prokrapchek. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Make sure to follow Daniel on Instagram. You can see all of his fucking work. It's amazing. I've shared links to that in the show notes, which you can find at blackwindowcream.com slash podcast. Leave a review on iTunes and let me know what you loved about this interview. If you're interested in joining the private group of creators, go to bwnc.com slash join. It's easy. Fill out the form. You'll be in the group in no time. And last but not least, buy some fucking ill-ass merch. Every single sale helps me keep this thing alive. Subscribe to Black Window Cream on YouTube and iTunes and all that bullshit. And yeah, new episode every single Sunday. See you next week. You bitch.